0: Hi, this is Finn-Marie Campbell from Rhapsody, a part of Hopo Valley Student Podcasting Network. Every podcast in the network is written, recorded, and edited by Hopo Valley students. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are the opinions of myself and may not represent the opinions of HVRSD. For more student-generated digital content, go to Hopo Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. Today's episode is a deep dive into the song Nights by Frank Ocean. During this episode, I will be discussing lyrics, instrumentation, album relevance, and so forth. Without further ado, let's move on to the show. So, Nights by Frank Ocean. Uh, this is the ninth track off of the 17-track album of Blonde. And uh, just before we get into the, the analysis, I'm going to be splitting the song into three sections. So. I'm going to play a little audio clip. This is the, um, the transition between section one and section two, in my opinion. So we can hear how that um, that kind of switches a little bit. We're going to get into that. And then this is the transition between section two and section three. So, we're going to dive more into that later, but um, just for context, so you guys can follow along here with me. Um, So anyway, back to nights and back to our our little overview here. The song goes from an optimistic and rhythmic beat that has a hint of uneasiness to it, and slowly transitions um, into a psychedelic ballad that stretches and soothes. The mid part of the song goes through a loud and almost stressful guitar part, then we receive a soothe and calming change that brings us down from the emotions being experienced in the middle of the song. Uh, And I feel that in this section Frank reflects and comes to his realizations, and all this occurs over nothing but a a classic hip-hop beat with Frank's vocals driving it, and that will be like the third section. Um, So I'm going to start off right here with lyrics, uh, lyrical analysis. Um, The song is about a mix of things. but. Primarily, the song is about addiction, uh, day-to-day life and friendships that, uh, and friendships and relationships, really, um, that Frank is thinking about and maybe romanticizing about, but, um, realizes throughout the song he doesn't really want to rekindle that. Um, going right into addiction here, uh, several lyrics reference it, but just a few that I chose to talk about. Um, breathe till I evaporate, my whole body see-through, and if I get my money right, you know I won't need you. Um, now that these come in different parts of the song, but breathe till I evaporate, my whole body see through. I I believe this is definitely a reference to uh, weed, marijuana, um, and Frank is kind of talking about. I think he's kind of trying to speak to um, the idea of how drugs can make you isolate yourself from from your friends. Maybe you know, like you come depend on it, so you're feeling invisible almost to the to the outside world, or it could also be a reference to how constantly getting high results in a loss of the ability to get high as easily, you know, so you feel invisible, you feel like you're fading away in a way, you know, moving on to the next lyric here, if I get my money right, you know, I wouldn't need you. Now, this is a, uh, a bit of a debate, in my opinion, because it really could be a reference to this relationship that I'm going to talk about in a second here, but I think it's a reference to drugs because, um, it's talking about, you know, he, Frank is saying in this, in this lyric, when I get my success and my money, I'm not going to need you, you being the drugs, of course. Um, and I feel that that's a really powerful thing because in a way he's speaking to the, the idea of how um, many people sort of idolize celebrities and, and, and think of them as their gods, you know, in a way. They think of, they, they could never have the same problems that I do. They could never suffer from addiction that maybe some people do. Um, but in truth, addiction affects all walks of life, and, and it's really a disease that, that is all-encompassing in society, I think. So I think he's kind of, he's saying it to himself to almost, you know, because he wants to believe it in himself, but he really knows in truth what it really means, you know. He's addicted to whatever drug, you know. So that that's a bit of a stretch, I think, but um, just listening to the lyrics and, and analyzing, I feel that, that that makes a lot of sense. Moving on to, to this relationship that Frank is talking about, um, starting off with the lyric here, All my night, I've been ready for you all night, Been waiting on you all night, I'll buzz you in, just let me know when you're outside. Um, I feel that this lyric is in a way talking about lost love, sort of talking about that forbidden love. Um, you know, maybe meeting up with this person at night, you know, obviously he's talking about letting this person into his, maybe, hotel, his apartment, um, at night, and it's kind of, it's it's saying, you know, maybe it was a fun time, you know, it's it feels forbidden, it feels like you're, um, you're sneaking around but it feels good um, and then when the day comes you know you go back to your normal life but it feels like almost spicing things up in a way I, I think that's what Frank is kind of talking to you know he's romanticizing it um, the next lyric here is your apartment out in Houston's where I waited stand with you when I didn't have an address stand with you when I didn't own a mattress so I'm thinking this lyric is uh this kind of you know it's pretty self-explanatory the lyric itself but I think it's sort of speaking to the power um, and uh, of the relationship and how meaningful this relationship was To Frank, you know, Um, how intense I I guess I could say, you know, Um, this, you know, Frank was obviously staying with them, maybe sleeping with them, depending, you know, it's whether it was a friendship or relationship, whatever it was. Um, So it clearly meant a lot to him, you know, and for whatever reason, it's gone now and he's reminiscing of it. Um, And then the last lyric I have here is, um, I don't want your conversation. And I felt that this is this sort of contrasts um, the idea that the song has in, in part because the song is obviously talking about several things, but this relationship is, is a recurring theme, this, this romanticizing, this relationship. Um, and this is kind of Frank coming to his senses in a way realizing, Hey, this maybe isn't the best thing for me. And this was a different time in my life, you know, and I'm on, I'm move on to different things, you know? So overall lyric wise, I feel that, that, um, the song is really about like daily life, you know, and how different chapters of your life, um, separate the activities and the friendships that you have, you know, and relationships. Um, and you know, it's sort of saying like you know this relationship is in a past part of my, my life, but he's romanticizing about it. You know, he's 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 thinking about it, and, but you know he knows it's gone. Um, and through that, that concept of daily life, he's going into these ideas of addiction and and romanticizing this past relationship. So, moving on to music theory, um, I want to start off here with tempo, rhythm, and meter. Uh, Frank's use of tempo and rhythm in this song is is very important to the structure and, and the emotional drive. Um, as we enter the second phase of the song, where the song becomes more of a psychedelic ballad, we hear the beat like slow ever so slightly, um, which allows the twisting and stretching quality of Frank's voice combined with the background music to flow, I think, really well. And then after that stressful guitar riff that I played earlier, um, we hit that smooth and soothing hip-hop beat, and that's definitely a little bit slower, and that's the ent- that's the entrance into the third phase of the song. Um, and I feel that that definitely allows us to calm our nerves, you know? the combination of the, the beat itself um, with like the instrumental part of the beat, you know, it really brings us down and it's like, whoa, okay, this is a, we've kind of mellowed out now and we're just, we've kind of, we're coming to our senses in a way. It's a, it's a very um, masterful and connected piece, I think. Uh, moving on to texture and instrumentation here. Um, I think although the instrumentation throughout the song is like very interesting and I, and I would love to talk about the whole thing, I don't have a ton of time here, so I'm going to focus on just the first part. Um, the instrumentation in this song is really interesting because it uses a mix of guitars, um, pro- most likely with pedals and effects, and possibly um, other effects with, uh, used but maybe made by a synth or a MIDI keyboard, possibly, you know, um, depending on what the engineer used in the studio. but. Um, Throughout the intro part, we can hear a little, like these little sound effects, sort of like added reverb and echo. I think that adds a lot of feeling to the song because n- not only do we have a fantastic guitar piece, you know, uh, although it doesn't really sound like a guitar, it clearly has effects on it. It's you can tell it's guitar by the um, the way that the strings are being hit um, if you listen very closely. But these this like added reverb and echo is is adding a lot to the piece, and I think it um, people easily skip over it, you know. I skip over it but you know as i've analyzed it for this um this podcast episode i feel that it that little reverb and the little echo adds to the um the way that the piece sounds and that affects the emotionality and and i guess the way that i've experienced it personally um moving on to dynamics frank's use of dynamics in the in the movements um sort of create the create emotion in the song um in the first phase he's talking about he's he's sort of sing talking a much like louder and consistent tone but as we move into the phase two of the song uh he sort of switches to a somewhat quieter more intimate vocal quality uh these little dynamics are sort of weave through that in the entire song and help to add like the powerful feeling into the song you know it sort of it it serves to switch like emotionality switch like switch sort of um uh the vibe of the piece you know vibe of the part of the song that we're listening to you know like because i would say the song is very very split up in a way you know it's really different three different sections um so those those little dynamics there with his voice changing the the um the level of sound at which he sings changing changing like the texture of his voice really adds a lot to it um music non-music theory concepts i really wanted to talk about were album relevance and um artist time and place so album relevance as i said earlier the song is the ninth track on the album and it's very powerful because in a way, it switches the energy of the album. Uh, it is speculated that the song, in a way, is the album changing from day to night. So essentially, switching from a more sunny daytime song, more in, so, uh, more daytime songs to more introspective, mellow, more existential topics and songs in the second half. Um, you know, we hear like so- like uh, songs like Pink and White, um, coming before Nights, um, which is very sort of upbeat in a way you know obviously the topic is a you know somewhat upbeat somewhat not but like the actual music of the song is more upbeat but then we come to you know after nights we have songs like Siegfried which is a lot more sort of mellow definitely more of a night vibe I would say Um, so anyway the album Blonde is a very interesting um, album in itself because it shows a very intimate side of Frank has long referenced his uh, sexual duality in this album, um, but in this album particularly, we get to know that dual side of him, I feel. Uh, tracks like Good Guy are very obvious references to bisexuality, which I won't go into because that's a, that's a whole topic. <laughs> um, whereas things like the title of the album are more subtle, um, with some of the art having the title spelled blonde with an E, which is typically like the female version or used in reference to a woman with like blonde hair. Uh, and then some art having the the word spelled blonde without the E, which is sort of a more general or masculine version. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to talk about artist time and place. Um, the way Frank tends to live his life and how he sort of uh, seems to resonate with fans and how like the way he lives his life affects his music. So Frank is known to somewhat to be somewhat of a recluse from the eyes of Hollywood and from the public. Tends to stay out of the public eye only coming into the limelight for a brief moment when releasing music then he suddenly disappears again and i think this is a i think this a adds to the mystique of his music and his life but also allows fans to really appreciate his music because unlike other artists his albums and his music are really the only view that we get into his life And i think his music is um highly inf- highly influential because many people um you know like sort of they, f- they feel the emotion because it's, he's, um, he's staying out of the limelight and he's, he's, he's living his life, as people do, you know, the, your average person. But through his poetic way that he has of writing his songs and singing his songs, um, he's talking about real real um, experiences, you know, and since we don't really get to know Frank through interviews much, I mean, he has a few interviews, but there isn't much um, sort of public eye, you know, of him. You really can't find a ton of like interviews or where he's talking, you know, I feel that a lot of fans, it's kind of a joke in the community that that Frank doesn't talk because you barely hear the man's voice unless you're listening to his songs, you know. So I think um, he's sort of out of the limelight, but his music, you know, through his poetic way of singing and talking and, and writing his songs, um, and through his this, the the topics, the very real topics, like you know, he's drawing he's drawing his his uh, his creative. Uh, process and his 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 um his product that he makes with his music um from his real life experiences for example like I said the song Pink and White earlier that song's about, about um, Hurricane Katrina and his experience his family's experience his community's experience with that um that's just an example you know so I think that in many ways his life experiences are being used in his music and that's why it resonates so well with a lot of fans um because not only is it beautiful, not only is it amazing to listen to, it's also very real. And, you know, art is to, to retell stories in a way, you know. Um, and art is also to be dis- dysfunctional. So, you know, he sh- he's showing the good and the bad, I think, which is a really beautiful thing. So this concludes the episode of Rhapsody. If you're interested in more digital content from HV students, go to www.hvspn.com and uh, have a great day.